Welcome to the Zen Stoic Podcast, where we take philosophies of Zen and Stoicism that have been helping people for thousands of years, and we bring them into modern discussions to create mental wellness and vitality. Welcome back, everybody, to the Zen Stoic Podcast. I'm your host, Victor Pierantoni, here with my co-host and audio engineer, Nico Rebel. And we also have a special guest here. We have a good buddy of mine, Steve, who is down here from New York, and he works on Wall Street. So he's right in the midst of the, the financial industry over there, amidst all the noise. And this really closely relates to the topic that we're going to be sharing today. So, Steve, thank you so much for being here, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's uh, Steve is actually one of the people that when I originally came up with the idea for Zen Stoicism, him and I would brainstorm and talk about this all the time as there's a lot of Zen and Stoic values that have helped both of us. Absolutely. Yes. And then we got Nico in the house. Yo, I'm still here, man. I'm just vibing right now. <laughs> Honestly, I'm just vibing. You know what I mean? I'm here to learn. <laughs> all right. All right. So kind of going off the point that we had last episode, and I think this relates with, you know, with all of us, we've all run into this before is an Epictetus quote that, and, and basically if you haven't listened to the last episode, essentially what we're do, we were talking about is overcoming the, the conflict between the internal world of what you want and then the outside world expectations. So in this episode, we're going through a quote of Epictetus and we're just going to have a discussion about this because this is something that affects everybody, no matter how successful or unsuccessful you are. So the quote is this, if you are ever tempted to look for outside approval, Realize that you have compromised your integrity. If you need a witness, be your own. Epictetus. Yeah, it's an interesting quote. And, you know, the one thing I'll tell you just in my experience of reading Stoic thought and just reading philosophy overall is the amount of wisdom that's packed into just a single sentence there. And we happen to see it a lot today. Mm -hmm. right? Everybody is kind of sitting there waving their hands up in the air, looking for the likes, looking for engagement, especially with social media, the ability to take selfies. And, you know, in this day and age, it, it just, you can really underscore the point that everybody is looking for that validation. It's so hard to, to, to generate that internally. I mean, we're social creatures. That's naturally what we do. Looking to feed in, looking for approval, looking for the, you know, the, the approval, the likeness, the, the, the admiration, the adoration of others. Yes. And when we don't have that, well, that's, that's where things tend to fall off a bit. And, you know, it's kind of funny because once you achieve that level of engagement or that amount of likes or that sense of approval and it dips off a bit. You feel like you're withdrawing at that point. All right. So it's a, it's a pretty interesting uh, experience, especially, you know, like, like Steve was saying, like if you do get a lot of attention and all of a sudden it drops off, like there's a lull in that attention that you're getting. Sometimes we become dependent on it like anything else. And it's a really interesting concept because like Steve was also saying, we are social creatures, we're social animals and we're made for each other. And at the same time, if we, pri if we over prioritize the opinions of others, it puts us in a bad spot. It puts us like, you know, somebody who's fiending for attention. Right, right, definitely. Yeah. And, you know, one of the, one of the things that, uh, you know, we're going with Stoic philosophy and, and, and Zen, both are really lenses in which we view the world, but, you know, they're not the end-all, be-all. There's so many other ways of seeing things. And, you know, a quote like this really reminds me of a uh, character from yes. uh, the book The Fountainhead. Have you read it? I have not. You have not. So Howard Rourke 
is this character uh, written in this book, uh, The Fountainhead. Uh, the Fountainhead, written by Ayn Rand, this is going back years and years and years ago, but Howard Rourke was an architect, and he was really somebody that was finding their own way. And there's a quote in there. I'd look it up on my phone. I'm just trying to be present in the moment and not look up stuff. But hmm. to, to summarize what he said, somebody asked him his opinion of what they should do, and he said, that's your first mistake. Ooh. <laughs> I like that. And it was, you know, why are you coming to me to f for validation, for approval? This is your work. This is something that's yours. It should come from within. Yes. And that was really what he was arguing in that. I'll find the quote somewhere and we can, we can, <laughs> we can discuss a bit more. But it was really just the, the thought of being your own person, mm. right? The thought of, uh, you know, charging your own way. And that's... uh. It's a book I highly recommend. Uh, I don't necessarily know that it's in the in the vein of Stoicism. Um, Seems to align. <laughs> it, it does a bit. I mean, Ayn Rand was more of a. Uh, I'm trying to think of the word, but there, there's kind of a category you could put her in, and mm -hmm. uh, I mean, her works were were revolutionary to say the least. That Atlas shrugged. Yes, and that, now that's pretty interesting, especially with your background and. Where you come from, because you're from New York. Obviously, it's super busy there, super noisy in terms of everybody doing their own thing and, and always hustling and rushing to the next thing. So in terms of what we're talking about today and seeking the approval of others or at least being distracted by the noise of others, what has your experience been with that? And what have you learned from it? Well, it's interesting because in New York, the culture is so much different than down here in Florida. Anecdotally, I'll tell you something funny. I was Telling a friend I'm down here in Florida. He's like, where are you? I go, Broward County. He's like, yeah, be careful of the people. And what? I said, yeah. yeah that's, well, it's, <laughs> no, it's not just bro, that. Not Let me qualify. Till I die. <laughs> all right, all right. All right. No, I mean, he said, I be careful, you know, because, you know, it has that uh, that mystique, the, the you know. What, the Florida man The, the Florida man mystique, right? <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you're literally riding the subway and telling me that. I'm yeah, like, we're way worse stuff. people every day. Yeah, I mean, no, it's not even that. It's like New York, way worse stuff happens yeah. <laughs> right in front of you. It just doesn't get the media attention, and we're going back and forth on this and he's like look new york is basically like this place it, it's kind of like the coach that stopped yelling yeah. right we, <laughs> we just don't care you know <laughs> but uh but no the experience i've had new york culturally everybody almost the first thing that everybody's gonna say is what do you do mm. right we're oh, everything is based on this you know where am i in the hierarchy and it's it's uh, sometimes you have to step back and go like well you know what is it that I do, right? What, what is my identity? A lot of these things come down to that. And people are sometimes just trying to position themselves and find the approval of others. And in, in reality, it, it can take a toll. Yes. You know, one of the things I, I go back to just, I, I write a lot of stuff down. I think about things, I write them down. Journaling is just something that I do. But one thing I, I wrote a while back was you were, you know, loved, liked, admired, adored, Whatever the the word that you want to use there, mm -hmm. people's feelings towards you aren't necessarily about what you do, but who you are. Mm. It's a sense of being, not doing. We're human beings, not human doings. And I think uh, when you start to realize that, when you start to accept it, this this little bit just opens up for you. Um, you know that that's that's kind of my thought process around it. Mm -hmm. And it was it was a very long time to kind of start disconnecting those things and, and working your way back. Um, so often we're, we're really looking to 
I think it goes to the ego, right? Yeah. And the the ego is the one thing. It's, I'm surprised this is the first time we've mentioned it in this discussion, but ego is really, you know, outside validation. It's mm-hmm. it's building upon things. It's trying to figure out what your where your position is in things or based on what be- other people are giving exactly. you. Exactly. And it's it's the feedback of others. And the worst part is is not the feedback of others, but your assumption of their feedback that's going <laughs> on in their head. Yes. Yes, I mean, 100%. You, you want to royally, you know, F yourself, that's that's what you could do. Just go based on these assumptions and these stories start and these assumptions begin to happen and we continue to act as if it's real when it's not, when it's all made up and then That's right. Where does we that we get in our own heads with that kind of thing and and I know we all do it and that's one of the reasons why this topic gets brought up very often in different ways on this podcast is because one of the biggest problems that we all face is getting to or prioritizing the desires of the ego over what is for our higher good or what is for the common good of the people around you. And by doing that, we'll do things that are often irrational or we'll do things that are not in our character to do in order to get the attention or the approval or to kind of shield ourselves from from something bad being mentioned about us. Right. Definitely, definitely. But you know, um, Steve, I have a question for you. So you're in the finance sector, right? Yeah. Busy, busy New York. One of the <laughs> financial like epicenters of the world, right? Yeah, it, the financial epicenter the, of the world. Okay, yeah. all right, fine. Let's go there. The <laughs> financial epicenter of the world. And then we're talking about having external validation, right? Yeah. So for me, I'm thinking, damn, here's this individual. He's working in the financial epicenter of the world where people expect him to perform. So the external world is always expecting you to provide returns. Absolutely. How does one thrive and keep that inner peace when everyone is, that's, 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 that's all they look at you as. Practice. What? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I mean, you know, it's, uh, you know, it, it, look, at the end of the day, it's, we're more than a career, you know, like it's one of these things I've just thought about, like, you know, in the financial world, we look at charts, right? There's yeah. a, there's a trend line KPIs, that goes KPIs. up. Well, it's not necessarily KPIs. Now, now we're really getting into just <laughs> metrics to benchmark other people's <laughs> performance. But, but what we look at in, in overall in the finance world, we're looking at trend lines, right? Depends on what you're doing. But if you're, you're looking at some sort of security, the price, like, where is it going? Is it going up? Is it going down? But when you zoom out, you'll see that there's a trend and there's dips in that trend. There's upwards in that trend. It's typically going from the lower left to the upper right. And that's what you want to see. But there's trip ups along the way. And if you zoom in on any of those, it could be a trend downward, right? It could be a trend across. It could be a trend going hockey stick straight up. But the thing is, is you have to zoom out on those things. Right. When when we talk about, you know, okay, how do I manage that? Well, I look at things, I try to see things on a much longer timeline. When you focus on each one of those seconds, you're gonna drive yourself crazy. You know, you take care of the minutes, the hours take care of themselves. Right. But you you have to have something that you're looking towards, some grander, higher purpose. You know, I, I look at what I do, the demands on me. It's really, you know, Number one, I got people dependent on me. Number two, I have a direct, uh, a reputation to uphold. And number three, my job is, you know, it is in the finance world, but what it comes down to is my interaction with others, others that have a lot of pressure on them. And every time I interact with them, their day better be going better than when we first got on the phone, when we first interacted, when we first talked, right? It's a lot of it is, 
yeah, there, there's demands on me. There's people's jobs that are dependent on my performance, my ability to bring in new revenue. But as I'm talking to people that we do business with, it's really about, you know, how do I make their day better? How do I make things better on them? Because, you know, just like me, they have a life outside of this job as well. And sometimes we carry that jo- our jobs into that life, the yes. stresses into that life. But, you know, it's not coming from a place of ego. I mean, like, you know, going back to that topic of ego, ego is a tool. Mm-hmm. It's something that you can utilize to that if you grab hold of it can can really pull you forward and drive you forward. Um, yes. But if it's something that you let take over, man, like w- when you just start focusing on yourself, you you know you alienate everybody around. Yeah, you. it puts you in a pretty bad place mentally, especially if you stay there. Mm-hmm. And you know we've talked about on the podcast before, ego is a great servant but a horrible master. <laughs> you know, like, it's a good way to put it. Yeah. So, so you can use it advantageously by always, uh, you know, coming from a position of serving somebody and making their day better. If you are going to, you know, project out, uh, I would say that's a healthier way of getting attention than just kind of beating your chest and, you know, saying you're the greatest thing ever kind of yeah. thing. But, uh, it, it's, it's interesting because it reminds me of a topic that you and I had talked about off air where we were talking about this whole wave um, of new approval seeking of hustle porn and pretenders. Oh, God. <laughs> no, I mean, like, it, so look, this, if, if you're, uh, so, I, so for people who are unfamiliar with this, if you've seen online content of people boasting and, you know, talking about how hard they're working and that they're not sleeping, you know, hashtag team, no sleep. And, you know, they're, they're doing this out of ambition. But the thing that I always think is that if you're working that hard, why? Like, how do you have time to be posting like that? So I know you had had some some uh, thoughts on this that Dude, I thought were really it, interesting. No, you know what? Like, I don't know why I let certain things get under my skin, right? And and I I do my best to filter these things out, but invariably, like, there's going to be an ad that gets pushed to me. There's mm-hmm. going to be. Uh, something that enters my my realm and I just can't like tune it out and then I start thinking about it and I'm not even going to go into that. But, you know, it, it, it's interesting that you bring that up. So often we see, you know, everybody taking selfies about my business, this and that and the other thing. And uh, I'm not going to sleep. I'm only going to build my business. I'm only going to do that stuff. And, you know, this is looking at that short term. This is seeking the approval of others. Like we, we all want to be seen as an authority. We mm-hmm. all want to be recognized as an authority. Look, some people some people could take the selfie and get a million and one likes. Some people can just wear a push-up bra and throw some lipstick on and seek it and get everybody's approval. Some guy could lift up his shirt showing off his perfect abs. Another guy can show you what he's doing at the gym. But then you have another category. I mean, you know, I'll throw myself in that category, right? I'm not, I'm not the world's most, uh, you know, uh, I never, I didn't make the cover of GQ. Uh, that's one. Uh, you know, I think I, you're pretty swagadocious. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if you're into short guys with receding hairlines, then uh, hey. uh, I might be the one for you. Uh, but, but when it comes down to it, it's, it's just, you know, when, when you focus on, I'm just gonna do nothing but work and work and work and work and work, you know, for, for what? Like, ultimately, like, we all want to leave something behind. But these days, I think people are oftentimes just getting confused that, like, your business or this or that, like, whatever you build, that's just going to outlast you. And I'm going to tell you, it's fucking not part of my French. But, like, <laughs> it's not. It's not going to outlast you. You know what? Yes, sure. Mark Zuckerberg might. Um, let's see. Bill Gates. Yeah. You know, I sat down with somebody who— 
probably one of the most successful people I, I've ever sat down with. I'm not going to name names. Big, big time hedge fund guy. Mm-hmm. Known all like front page of the Wall Street Journal all the time. And, you know, we were talking about it and he was kind enough to have breakfast with me. And I got an hour of his time. And, and, and one of the things he left me with is, you know, 500 years from now, do you know who's going to be remembered? I said, uh, you know, he's like, it's somebody born from like 1850 to this year. And I'm like, I don't know, Jesus. He's like, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he's like after 18, like it's somebody born after 1850. I'm like, uh, John Lennon, Paul McCartney. I, I don't know. And he said, Neil Armstrong. Right. Mm-hmm. He walked on the moon and I thought about it and I'm like, you know what? He's right. Like we're all we're like, I can build whatever business is that going to, that going to matter. But there are things that are going to carry forward and it's how you interact with people. It's the way that you can make somebody else's day better. It's the, the family that you build, the people you surround yourself with, the relationships that you have. It's not necessarily the, you know, the, the revenue generating. I'm sitting on the beach taking selfies and posting about how hard I'm, I am or I'm not working or, you know, trying to get followers and get people to pay me for my 89-step process program. But, like, there are things that matter. And when you zoom out, like, your life is going to be summarized in a couple sentences. Somebody is going to stand up and say that. So, you know what? You want to seek the approval of others? Do some good shit for other people. Step outside of yourself, you know, and I can uh, I can remember one of the coolest days, the uh, coolest experiences in my life. It literally, like, moved me. But uh, I used to take the path into work. Uh, I worked lower Manhattan, right on the, um, like, right by Wall Street where it meets Broadway. So I'd take the path into the World Trade Center, come up out of there, walk over to Starbucks, grab my coffee, and be on my merry way into the office. And this is, like, you know, 6, 6.30 in the morning. Um just getting in super early because I hate crowds. Um, but if there was a line at Starbucks, that doesn't mean I'm not going to wait there indignantly for my coffee. <laughs> so one day, you know, I'm, I'm getting my coffee, step outside of Starbucks, and there's a guy just sitting there, you know, sitting, a homeless guy, down on his luck. He's a U.S. vet, uh, had a sign and, you know, just stopped and said, hey, can I get you a coffee? He's like, you know, sure. <laughs> so I go in, grab a coffee, give it to him, say, hey, you know, here's five bucks. Go get yourself some lunch later. Wish you all the best. Hope you have a great day. And I just, you know, as time went on, I'd just acknowledge him. Sometimes I'd walk out with two coffees and just give him one, be on my merry way. It's, you know, two bucks. What, what do I care? Uh, and then one day uh, I walked out there. He wasn't there. I had two coffees. And there's this fire hydrant. And there's a sign on there and the sign says, Hey, remember that time we uh, spoke about guitars? I just wanted to say, thank you. Never saw the guy again. Interesting. Yeah. And it was one of the coolest things, like just seeing that. And it's like, you know, who knows? Like it, it, it wasn't what I gave to him, but it was what he gave to me. And anyone else that would stop and talk to him, you know, like, you know, I don't know if it's specifically for me, but it was a hell of an experience. And, you know, there's, there's so many cool things, um, in, in your interactions with others, you know, 
like recently I was reconnected to the person that taught me Hebrew for my uh, bar mitzvah, you know, and it was weird because it was just over a normal conversation, a name got dropped and we got reconnected after 25 years. But sitting down and being able to talk to this person who I looked at as a big brother, you know, he was part of the big brother program. Um, you know, he, he was like, how could you remember like this? And I'm like, dude, you took a an hour out of your Sundays. And like, I was a kid, I wasn't grateful. I didn't know what to think about it, but I always thought about, you know, positive influences in life and, you know, where, where time might've taken them. And, you know, he's in a great position right now, but, you know, to be able to reconnect and to, to just say thank you as an adult, even though like the kid wasn't really appreciative. I got to spend an hour of my Sunday learning some, you know, ancient language for, for a rite of passage. Like a child doesn't really understand the importance of it, but an adult does. Mm. And, you know, being able to say thank you, like he said, like it meant a lot to him. But it, but me being able to show him how much I cared meant a lot to me. So, you know, the point that I'm saying is, is as we zoom out, zoom out, you know, the time is just, it's, it's this thing that's always going to march forward. But it's like, what are you going to make your life about? The, the seeking approval of others, like, it's not something that's done, that should be done actively. I think it's more of a passive just way of being. Mm, absolutely. It should be, the, the approval of others essentially could be a byproduct of essentially the good deeds that you do, the way that you impact somebody or leave a memory that's lasting, like with that guy outside of the Starbucks, right? Yeah. That, that, that impacted his life. You know, he's never going to forget that. But also, how big do you want your audience to be? And what size audience can you actually manage? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that, I think it's called the Dunbar number, right? It's, uh -huh. You know, how many relationships can you actually have? But that that total number is not that big. And, you know, I think I have something like 1,600 Facebook friends or 2,000 or something. I probably know, like, a fraction of that, right? At least intimately. At least, like, I can, you know, rattle off stuff or have a genuine relationship versus kind of like some uh, tangential mm -hmm. met along the way. Um, but... You know, so often it's like, oh, I have 10 million followers or, uh, you know, I made nine zillion unique impressions today. But like, you know, is that, are those the close intimate relationships? Are those, you know, is that something that you can effectively manage if you're actively mm -hmm. looking for the approval yeah, if of you're others? being If you're being present with others and probably not at that amount, right? So it's it's really interesting to to think about that. And ultimately what... I'm hearing from a lot of this, and this is something I've always thought of, but in order to move away from seeking the approval of others, the thing to do is to come from a place where you're independent, independently giving value to others, making somebody day, somebody's day better, not because you want them to think something of you, but just because you have an intention to serve the common good of the people around you. Yeah. I mean, one one habit I just built up like years ago and there's no particular trigger for it, but it's just something like I, I can't even control it now. If somebody enters my like world, right? And, mm -hmm. and my world being like within three or five, you know, three to five feet of me and we make eye contact, I'm going to smile and say, how you doing? Like yeah. it, it's not even something like actively. It's it's almost like a like a natural reaction to something. Like if if my hands go in front of your face, you're gonna blink. If you come within three to five feet of me and we make eye contact, I'm gonna say I'm gonna smile at you and yes. just make some sort of acknowledgement. 
But, you know, you hear all these stories. There's all these, like, anecdotes about how some small, like, seemingly insignificant thing made such an impact on someone that mm. you'd never even know about it. And, you know, we're, I think it was Ram Dass. Yes. Right? I'm sure you're familiar with him, Richard Alpert. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he had, a, he had a quote, and he said, you know, we're all just walking each other home. Mm. And, you know, I tend to... When I when I zoom out, you know, I look at the entire lifetime. It's 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 over in the blink of an eye. Yes, you know, we don't know how much time we have, but it's it's how do we spend it? What do we do with it? What are the what are the things that that we're committed to in terms of like the the emotions that we're going to have, and and more importantly, what we're going to influence in others? These days, I think it's uh, you know, there's like two worlds mm. that are going at the same time. It's kind of like the tale of two cities, right? The best at times and the worst at times. It's the best of times because a lot of people are becoming more aware of these things and and trying to you know do the best they can to stay in some sort of positive way and it's also the worst at times because the thing that we all react to is sensationalism and negativity yeah and no matter how fast and it's you run, popular it's not even that it's popular it's it's i mean that's that's the point of it it's designed to elicit something and when you look at the the amount of anxiety that's going on today when you look at the statistics it's just like we're so plugged in yes. <laughs> and everybody's sitting there screaming some negative shit to get your attention, whether it's, you know, commenting on something on Twitter or the news story because the, the way the, the business is in terms of clicks and this and that, mm -hmm. it's just the incentives are not in line with the public good. Yes. Um, and that, that's why you got to unplug from the matrix. <laughs> right, get into your Zen, <laughs> you know, be, find ways to not be so dependent on all the activity going on outside. And, and this is something that I'm sure because you've experienced it firsthand in one of is one of the busiest cities in the world, if not the busiest city in the world and been able to detach from that. I know there's a lot of stoic practices that you implemented, like one in terms of acknowledging your own mortality. Right. That, that is called momento mori in stoicism. <laughs> so you're like, yeah. I'm going to die one day. I need to make sure I'm, you know, making other people's days better and, and making an impact. And then the other thing is just looking for, you know, serving the common good. But there was another part there specifically that is called taking the view from above. And that is something that Marcus Aurelius would do as a meditation, as a visualization, where he would actually not just view himself in his own life, but he would almost like visualize himself coming out and seeing him, the people around him, uh, the people that he didn't even know the entire world and realizing that everybody's there together. So humans are made for each other and they need to serve yeah. the common good. That, that is the purpose. It's crazy. I, w I was having this conversation today. Uh, a friend of mine is an amazing, amazing doctor. And, uh, we, we had this conversation a while back, but I just asked him, I'm like, how many lives have you saved? You know, he's like incredible, incredible cardiologist, you know, he gets involved in all sorts of complex things and it's just like world renowned in terms of his abilities as a cardiologist, but also as an internist. And, uh, he said thousands, probably 10,000. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh man, that's that, that's first degree. Right. Mm -hmm. But then how many people that love that person that you saved, how many relationships, how many people were affected by the action that you took. Mm. And when you look at it that way, it's like, damn, you, you touched. I mean, think about it, you know, that ripple uh, effect, that ripple effect. It's crazy. 
but like first order saving lives second order it's like how many people got extra time with somebody that they cared deeply about and what was the overall impact what what other good happened as a result of that how much more present were people because they were almost lost mm. you know but, but it's to the order of millions of people that have absolutely been affected by it this multiplies so so nico what you saying about that Yo, I just love the content that's happening right now and the sh stories that Steve is sharing. So, I mean, yo, you have to be zen and stoic. That's basically what he's <laughs> trying to say. You gotta, you gotta log in and tune into this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, Steve, where can they find you if they want to touch bases with you? And, you know? <laughs> I'm a very private guy. Oh, okay, well, there you go, there you go, guys, there you go. But yo, if you guys love this podcast, yo, you love the stories we're bringing to you. Yo, just leave a comment, share it. Yo, follow Zen underscore underscore V. Yeah, we're not private here. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, guys can, you guys can check it out all you want. <laughs> yeah, definitely, guys. So, yo, share the episode. Steve, give thanks for passing through, bro, and sharing your stories. Oh, thank you for having me here. Thank you, Steve. Thank you for being here. I always love the conversations we get into because it just gets very real in terms of the philosophical side and the acknowledgement of human nature. So I appreciate it, man. No, I appreciate you having me here, and I did my best to filter the usual F <laughs> all the other words that come oh, out you're of my good, mouth. Man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. This has been the Zen Stoic Podcast. Looking forward to seeing you on the next episode. Wait, wait, before you go to the next podcast, listen, if you want the daily updates, Zen Stoic Mastery page on Facebook, go like that. And if you want to link up on the Instagram, it's Zen Stoic underscore V.